Hey guys, welcome to Chat with KST. I'm your girl K, and today we are going to do our usual thing where we sit down and we discuss a series of celebrities and everything that they have going on in their lives. Now, today I'm starting a new project where I have things set up a little bit differently, where I kind of transition between showing you guys the screens and stuff like that. So um, I think you guys will like it because I really, really am enjoying it thus far. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump in to our topics. Now, I just want to remind you guys that... <clears throat> Um, the visual for the podcast is on YouTube. The audio for the pa- the podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So you guys can check it out wherever you want to. Now, enough of the talking. I want to jump in to this thing that Sexy Red recently had to say. So Sexy Red says that the male rappers don't try to hit on her at all. Her exact words were, damn, am I lame or something? They be on some cool shit when they meet me. Now, just reading the headlines um, from the neighborhood talk, I feel like... I don't know, like, there's maybe, like, this salty undertone to the fact that the male rappers may not cling to her or, like, may not, like, have those, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but, you know, like, those lustful um, desires for her, especially being an overly sexualized person, but, Anyway, um, let's listen to exactly what Sexy Red had to say about how she is treated by the male rappers in the industry. They don't be on it. They do not be on it with me. They be on some cool shit when they meet me. Right. But they be with all the hoes with When they meet me, they just be on some men. So I'm going to leave it like this. I don't want them looking at me no different anyway because once they look at you like you ain't shit, they just want to crack you. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got no respect for you, so I'm cool. Have been rapper tried? Mm-mm, they don't even be trying to talk to me. You think they'd be intimidated? I don't know what it be. I just told my friend. I said, damn, am I lame or something? I ain't got no me, no rappers. They don't be on it. <laughs> they do not be on it with me. They be on some cool shit when they meet me. Right. But they be with all the hoes. But when they meet me, they just be on some men. I'm with you. So, I'm- <laughs> so that's what she had to say. <clears throat> now, um... I like I have mixed feelings about what she said because I feel like as a woman in 2023 I'd rather be respect respected than um sexualized. So I don't know if Sexy Red is upset because she's not being sexualized but it's actually being like respected or maybe she feels like it's not there maybe I feel like maybe there are like some deep-rooted stuff going on inside of Sexy Red that makes her want to question why they aren't hitting on her, but they may hit on other um, women, right? And I feel like it's like she's perhaps reflecting on the things that she has done 
in um, the industry to have the guys react the way that they that they react to her, right? Why they give her the homie slash bro treatment. And the reason why I feel like she is reflecting on it like that is because she is an overly sexualized person. So just an example, right? Imagine you are in a room with a stripper and the stripper is taking it off, doing all the things for you, but you're not like responsive. You're like, okay. And it's partly because you've become numb to the behavior, but, um, yeah, I just feel like all in all, that's what's going on as it pertains to Sexy Red. I feel like her overly sexualized brand has worked against her as it relates to the men in the industry. And I think deep down she knows that. So she's in there now. Like, I'm wondering, what did I do? What did I do? But I feel like she kind of already knows. Because, um, yes, sex sells. But that only works on some people, right? But anyway, um, good luck to Sexy. Look, Sexy been doing her thing out here in these streets. Let's move on to our next topic, which is Mr. Joe Budden and Mr. Drake. Now, these two have been going at it. Um, Drake released an album. Joe Budden haven't really been feeling the album that Drake released. So he's given his commentary. He's going to give his opinion. That's what Joe Budden literally is paid to do. And of course, Drake, um, he also is going to clap back, right? Um, so that's what happened here. Now in the lineup, we do have like, um, two separate, um, segments of this. So I'm going to show you this piece and then I'll show you another piece later on. Okay. Sorry. Hands a verb. But, um, so this is what Drake had to say to Joe Budden. He said, at Joe Budden, you have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember, you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for a success. A quitter give his his opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switched careers because the thing that pop the thing that the things that pop into your brain had you broke, living check to check, and the raps you write had four hundred and fifty men showing up to your shows in dusty. Um, dusty jeans to screw up their face to mood music 29 and pretend you are the goat please to any artist that's doing what they feel is right don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the fact this guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering you retired and we never hung up your jersey we don't even know your number 
we know you are doing this. We know you for doing this. <clears throat> Excuse me. You withdrew from rap not because you accomplished all you need to. It's because you. it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in the generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their opinion thing is real. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact <clears throat> that um, and the fact I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need to put if you need if you need me to put it in simpler terms, I own a 767. He owns a modest house in the 973 and flies first class on special occasions. Joe Budden responded and what Joe Budden said was, "Look, Drake, um you'll grow up sooner or later. Father time is undefeated, right?" So for me, I just feel like this back and forth between um, Joe Budden and Drake. And again, later on into the show, I'm going to show you the clip that sparked Drake's um, Twitter fingers um, to insult Joe Budden. But as for the inside situation, how I'm feeling, I just feel like Joe, this is like you said, Drake, this is what Joe gets paid to do. He gets paid to give his opinion. Now, to try to invalidate um, Joe's position in the industry because you don't like his critique, I feel like, come on, Drake, like you're better than this. Take the constructive criticism and move on whether you agree with it or disagree with it. Not saying some of the things that you said about Joe Budden wasn't true, but what I want you to understand is saying those things about Joe Budden doesn't make what Joe Budden say about you not true, right? So you can say all these, these negative things about Joe Budden, but if the bottom line is the album sucked, and um, was essentially filled with songs for um, people outside of your target audience, I feel like that's just what it's still going to be even after you done cussed out Joe Budden, right? Um, and I think Drake is too big to even be a part of this. Like, why are you even um, feeding into this Joe Budden situation, right? And I get it. His ego could be also bruised, but Nonetheless, um, moving on to Joe Budden, I feel like Joe benefits from this because, of course, it is another viral moment for Joe and his podcast. Um, and I think Joe tries to, from, from what I remember of Joe Budden and his podcast, because I haven't watched it in a while, he does try to be respectful to um certain people in the industry so to see his commentary shift from that I feel like he had to have felt passionately about that subject matter and you know what 
Joe is going to always speak out. So, and Joe understands Joe isn't the type of person that just speaks and then ends up in hot shit. Like Joe knows what's going to happen when he speaks, which is why sometimes he avoids it. But Joe understands what happens when he, when he, when he speaks out. So he must have felt um, strong enough and passionately enough about the album, which is why he said, "Hey, I know I'm going to get backlash from this. I know this. I know that this um, rapper Drake isn't going to really like this, but I'm going to be honest with him about it." So that's just Joe, and that's how he is, and that's what kind of make his podcast stand out because he's not gonna fluff. Like, don't get me wrong, he does. He do be over there fluffing and capping a little bit, but um. There are those moments where Joe becomes so really authentic that the audience is just like, yeah, this is why you are where you are in the um, podcasting and entertainment um, industry. But anyway, I know I got um, a little bit long winded on that one, but hey, uh, it is what it is. Now, according to Hollywood on lock, JT denies rumors about getting whooped by Glorilla at the MTV uh, at the MTV VMAs. Y'all taking it too far. Nothing happened, right? So my thing was, hey, what the hell is going on? Um, how did these two even get? into a situation where there was potential rumors for for a fight to, to 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 spark right i feel like as two black women in the industry i feel like i mean black women in general we do have to hold that cap and say hey um we have to carry ourselves and and, and not show emotion and and be graceful even in the face of adversity so i feel like that expectation is set upon us as black women and sometimes i just wish we are able to meet those expectations and not have things like this um be on the internet because there's no reason why y'all girlies millionaires are on an award show fighting scuffling even though um jt is saying look it's not that it's not what it is but it shouldn't the rumor shouldn't even exist right but let's see what jt had to say hey can you give us a, a quote of the day please a quote of the day a positive quote of the day mm -hmm. <laughs> take your time uh-huh you, you gotta say you live to fight another day <laughs> AJT, can you give us a, a quarter? To okay, so JT says, Does this look like someone who got the ass whooped? I know all y'all um, lives hella boring. And excuse me, one second. Sorry about that. I know y'all lives hella boring and y'all love to believe that but it didn't happen next caller so she was aunt replying to a thread that said whooped and all of that other stuff right so um she also mentioned she said the caption clearly says after the vmes i was gonna let y'all have fun but y'all taking it too far nothing happened you can all iron your khakis for school tomorrow. 
so yeah, she was just responding to a thread of people who were saying that she did get whooped at the BET Awards. Now for me, um, I wasn't aware of this rumor. And again, I just feel like JT, like what happened at the BET Awards, you was in some mess. Don't be that girl that be in the mess. Don't don't do that. I feel like what JT has going for her right now is the fact that she is an amazing rapper. She has bars. She's talented, right? Don't let things that are within your control um, ruin an amazing opportunity that you have. I feel like in what as it relates to the city girls, when I'm looking at JT and I'm looking at um, Young Miami in terms of opportunity, I see it for JT to be honest. And I know everyone hypes up Young Miami, but I see it for JT. So you know, keep it tight, JT. Glorilla did the um, the Beyonce thing and and didn't respond, which is a smart thing to do. But yeah. As you can see, these two are on the screen yet again. And what are they on the screen for today? Well, according to Jada Pickett-Smith, um, they've been separated for seven years. So this is a blog post from It's On Site. And it says, Jada Pickett-Smith reportedly reveals she and Will Smith have been separated for seven years in exclusive interview with Hada Katab. I think I'm saying that correctly, but you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, um, I'm going to show you guys the clip of exactly what she says later on into this show. Um, but how am I feeling about this? Jada, like, I have stood up for Jada for the past three years. However long this um, foolishness has been going on, going on, I have always stood up for Jada. Always, always, always. And it's, like, starting to irritate me now. Because I'm like, I feel like my kindness is being taken for weakness. Like, Jada, what, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? Like, why do you continue to reveal so much about your relationship? Why? Is it for a viral moment? Are you trying to clear up the previous rumors by adding new information so it's like oh well you know what the August Alcina situation doesn't really matter that much because they were separated but they just didn't want to let us know like I don't know like what is your um your game plan because if anyone needs one it's you you need a game plan on how you're going to be perceived by the world, on how you're going to behave out in the world, what you're going to share with the world, what is your reputation going to look like, right? 
but I feel like Jada is just I don't like I like I, I don't I don't I, I don't know what more um to say to defend her. Right. Um and Will with the puppy dog eyes looking like ugh. And 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 too like I feel like there are difficult things within their marriage. The rumors um alleging that Will Smith is bisexual. They have raised their children non-traditional like non-traditionally. Um Willow Smith getting critiqued. She has this scandal with August Alcina. Then we have um Tupac. So I get it. Like to feel clustered by it all and wanting to, hey, you know what? This is a puzzle. And I want to put the pieces together, not just for ye- for um the fans, but for myself. But it's like, girl, we don't need to, we don't need to know this. We don't need to know this. Anyway, let's um move on. Now, according to the neighborhood talk. Too much more to say, Sean Payton. You try. Oop! Wait, what happened? Let me just. Oh. So, um. According to the neighborhood talk, Cameron suggests that more to say. Sean Payton, you tried. should it get rid Russell of Russell Wilson, get rid of your girl. That's the only, only suggestion I got for you. He can't no, get rid of Sierra. He had it to say. He want to win. He <laughs> <laughs> want to win. That's what I told you, right? <laughs> Listen. It's two things. It depends on what kind of ring you want. Yeah, it's kind of ring <laughs> do, you want. Do you want the ring of marriage? <laughs> or do you want the Super Bowl ring? <laughs> Not too much more to say. Sean Payton. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just sipping on my, co- my coffee. But, um, Miffy say, Cameron, I'm full of audacity. Oh, you are gonna look pan the big old gray back man and tell the man say him need for leave him wife because sports. How? So basically, Cameron is saying that Russell needs to leave Sierra because Sierra. I, I feel like he's saying that she's bad luck. It has been something that has been like rumored and people like something that people like say, like, you know, since he got with her, his his career has it has been on the decline and stuff like that. I just feel like, hey, this man's getting older. He has children. He has responsibilities as a wife. He has businesses. He has shit going on. Right. So why try to put it on her why try to put it on Sierra right but anyway um let me move on to the next a tingy ting ting Miss Young Miami now so Carisha Please won podcast 
best hip hop platform um, for 2023, right? And this stirred up some controversy because compared to all the other platforms, many feel as though she is not the best. And I am one of those people who fall in line with that. Now, do I feel like Carisha isn't the best because she she's not beautiful or she doesn't put the work in? Absolutely not. I feel like Carisha is very beautiful. I do feel like Carisha is putting the work in. One thing that I do feel like is a recipe for success is consistency. And I feel like Carisha lacks consistency how long ago has she started her podcast and she still has maybe like five six seven episodes and I feel like come on Carisha be more consistent and I feel like your award is then going to be deserved because all these other um hip-hop platforms all hip-hop um drink drink tramps hip-hop dx million dollars worth of game rap caviar the breakfast club especially the breakfast club especially the joe button podcast and double x um double xl i feel like carisha like you you should know within yourself that you aren't deserving of what you got right but that's just how the cookie crumbles in the industry okay so, um, 50 Cent, he, he is, he, he's my dog. He's my dog. I love me some 50 Cent in love with this man since get rich or die trying 50 is one to never hold his tongue. Right. And we all know that. So when he got up on stage and, um, alleged that, Diddy was the one who had Tupac killed. Was anyone else surprised? Because I sure wasn't. Now, is it the first time that I'm hearing that it is alleged that Diddy killed Tupac? No, it's not the first time I'm hearing it. However, it is the first time I'm hearing it from a celebrity who is on stage at a concert. Now, let's listen to what 50 Cent had to say. Oh wait, maybe maybe I said it should my brother because he got Tupac killed. I know it's for real reason we learned this girl that way. I hate when they leave me to talk because I always say the wrong thing. I'm saying Last time they got me there, I said something about puffing. You saw that? That's what I think. Yeah! I gotta stop doing that kind of shit. I've been, been talking to a uh, therapist to try to help me with the shit I've been saying. It's a crazy shit. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe I said that shit about puffing because he got Tupac killed. <laughs> so. Um, 50's like, look, I need help with, um, the things that I say because the things that I say just, um, it flies out of my mouth. And, you know, maybe I said what I said because Puffy got Tupac killed. Um, yeah, he slid those exact, um, words in there. So again, not surprised that 
um, this man stood on stage and said this. What I am going to say is, did he like his reputation like for shady dealings? It it's a it's like really big. People really believe that Diddy is shady as hell. Um, I believe that Diddy is shady as hell. And I just feel like when is Diddy going to get what he deserves, right? But again, I am not God, so I'm not going to play God's responsibility. I'm going to talk about these topics and keep it moving right now i came across this on a neighborhood talk and um it's an article about a woman who opens fire at the police station um i don't understand why you would even do that but it says what the hell connecticut woman initiates gunfight with police due to her life being in shambles now um according to the neighborhood talk i wish it was a lie a woman fed up with life walked into a bristle police department to start a gunfight and ruin everybody's day susan caprice 51 strolled into the police station last thursday with some nerve a cigarette and a firearm belonging to her former NYPD ex-boyfriend after poking her head around Caprice began discharging multiple rounds in the luckily empty lobby police officers heard shots ringing and immediately approached the woman returning fire the former Connecticut um state worker stood on business though sending shots back at the police officers okay <laughs> um caprise was transported to a hospital for a mental evaluation after surrendering herself according to vlad tv the woman was at her wits end with the circumstances in her life her daughter is allegedly involved in legal troubles and she's the mother to a child with down syndrome the 51 year old has been arrested for attempted murder along with numerous gun charges so first and foremost the struggles that she has going on in her life has nothing to do with the crime that she has chosen to commit um you are 51 you should have enough wisdom to know better to not do this so Yes, I understand you have a child that has Down syndrome, but that's not an excuse for this behavior. Two, I just wish that um, situations handling, dealing with um, Black people will get handled the same way. I wish for an um, America where a black man can walk into a police station and still walk out alive, right? So, yeah, this lady, batshit crazy, um, doing her thing, and yeah, <laughs> good luck to her. And I want you guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, let me know, do you think she's gonna get off the hook for this um, on some, like, mental health um, illness stuff? like they always do 
comment down below and let me know what you think if you're watching this on YouTube. Now, let's move on to Miss Julia Fox. Miss um, Julia Fox, according to Neighborhood Talk, says that she felt like a show monkey during her short-lived relationship with Kanye West. Claims she would stage their appearances with paparazzi. I feel like he's using me in some weird twisted game. It makes me feel dirty. So um, how, how am I feeling about this situation? I feel as though Julia Fox is full of shit. I feel like Julia Fox knew what she was signing up for when she signed up for it. I feel like if Julia Fox still has the opportunity to be with Kanye West until till today, um, she would have. Kanye West seems to be a happily married man. So I think Miss Julia Fox needs to ease up off of his name. Now, according to what the neighborhood talk had to say, and I'm going to read it to you guys in a quick second. She's basically coming out with a book. And I feel like this whole um, bringing up Kanye West in the book is to sell more copies. But anyway, it says, neighbors, get into this. You remember Julia Fox, the actress that Kanye West was parading around when him and Kim first divorced? Well, she has a new book coming out. And of course, she had to address her short-lived relationship with the rapper. That was very bizarre, to say the least. In her book, Julia says that she met Kanye at a party after they had been talking on the phone for a few days. Initially, she thought it would be a fun fling, but things turned serious after they went public. As soon as he asked to make the relationship official, they were... There were paps, so I'm guessing she's saying paparazzi, um, there to capture the moment. Something Julia claimed was highly uncomfortable with. Did you ever, I want, I want to know, did you ever express to Kanye West that you were uncomfortable with the paparazzi? Because I don't remember you being looking like you were uncomfortable with the paparazzi. But let me continue. Once they were official, Kanye reportedly wanted to start dressing her. She felt like a show monkey trying on the clothes, especially after Kanye offered to pay for her boob job when she didn't like how one of the outfits shaped her body. Julia says, as the weeks went on, she felt even more uncomfortable in the relationship. Kanye would send a bunch of pics of them to the media and made everything they did a photo op. I feel like he's using me in some weird twisted game. It makes me feel dirty, she wrote in her book. And I remember the video of him gifting her and her friends Birkin bags. Well, Julia said the gifts were real, but the moment was fake. He made them record the video hella times to capture the perfect IG worthy moment. After a while, Julia says she became fed up with the lifestyle and decided to leave. Kanye wanted her to sign a an NDA, um, sign an NDA for their relationship to continue, but she refused, ending the relationship. All right. So I don't believe the fact 
what she says about she being the one to end a relationship with her and Kanye West. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I don't think it is her because she has decided to speak about this relationship every opportunity she gets. Now, Kanye West is a man that enjoys um dressing his woman he enjoys that he is a fashion designer that's what he does i'm not going to allow julia fox's feelings about what he enjoys doing to affect how i feel about what kanye west does i feel like kanye west is a great fashion um designer and i feel like given any woman given the opportunity to be dressed by him um, has received a great opportunity, you know? Now, some people may not feel that way. Obviously, Julia Fox didn't feel that way. And I feel like she should have just expressed those sentiments to him privately and expressed that she wants to create some boundaries within their relationship as it relates to their fashion. And she she should be allowed to prepare her own pieces. And I feel like that was something that that's a conversation that you have. You don't bash someone for just doing the things that they love, just express that, hey, I like doing this too, so I want to also have creative control. Um, anyway, like I said, looking for clout, let's move on. To do anything for clout. Um, all right, so I came across this here on the Neighborhood Talk, and I kind of wanted to get wait, wanted to know what you guys felt about it. So again, if you're listening to this on YouTube, share your thoughts and comments down below. It says, Nick still here says, finding a good woman got to be done before you really get the bag, unfortunately. Anything after and deep down, you know why she's really there. Now, do I agree or do I disagree? I feel like every situation is different. I do feel like there are those unicorn situations where, you know, um, rich men do find genuine women who love them. But I do feel like for the most part, once you are a rich man or even a rich woman, you are becoming baits for other people and their financial needs, whether it's romantic or even platonic, right? So I feel like People need to understand that, hey, um, whether you're a rich man or a rich woman, you are going to have opportunists around you. You just have to find the best way to weed those opportunists out and navigate your relationship so that you can find something genuine. I won't write off the fact that genuine relationships don't exist. It can be rather hard to find when you are rich, but I feel like they do exist. So I kind of have mixed feelings on this, but I want to hear your thoughts and comments. So share it below if you listen to this on YouTube. Now, Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks has been one to always be shady as hell, right? Now, um, Azalea Banks did share a lot here as how as to how she feels about Diddy and um, Carisha, but because we are a bit pressed for time, I'm just going to let you know what the neighborhood talk had to say about what Azalea Banks thought about Diddy. Okay, that was a lot of like 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to hear what this person said to tell you what this person said to tell you what this person said. But anyway, let's move on. So it says, oop, Azalea Banks shades Denny. It took 25 years of stealing drugs and getting drunk to crack 1 billion network. What's he got to show for it? Carisha? <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like Azalea Banks. I am not the I'm not a fan of Azalea Banks, to be quite honest. Um, but I, you know, a funny moment is a funny moment. And like we were talking about Diddy earlier, and it has it relates to um to Tupac and his shady dealings here is someone else yet again bringing up his shady dealings in the industry and is saying hey all of that that you did in the industry all those things that you allegedly did as it relates to stealing drugs and you know taking advantage of people you just gonna come around here and parade young Miami around and um that's your golden prize because if it is then it is and that's what azalea banks posed um to us the question that azalea banks posed to us now let's um move on matter of fact before we move on i don't even think carisha is the prize because i don't feel like their relationship is going to last but you know um yeah. Do I feel like it's going to be like a Cassie Diddy situation again? I don't think so either. I feel like um, I don't think he's going to stick around that long again with another woman. But anyway, let's move on. Remember I mentioned earlier that um, Drake and Joe were like not seeing eye to eye about this album. So let me just play for you exactly what. Mr. Uh, Joe Budden had to say. At 36, your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that too. You are <laughs> 37 years old. Get the f away from some of these younger niggas and stop f***ing these 25-year-olds. I'm listening to the album. You are 36. Your birthday is... So basically, Joe was just like, look, you are too old to be hanging out with these youngins, right? And it is reflected in your music. It is reflected in the things that you're saying. And please just stop having sex with these young girls. Now, Drake's daddy did not like that. And Drake's dad was like, <laughs> not my son. He said, it is a fucking shame that a young artist can't do his own thing and enjoy his glory without an old hater motherfucker trying to bust his bubble because he has nothing going on. And to mention or put a limit on what age anyone should be dealing with, which is the none of his goddamn business as long as they're of legal age i am sick of these old fucking haters fucking with my son if you don't like what he does keep it moving motherfucker um he's not bothering 
you. So yeah, Drake's daddy is reading um Joe Budden for a filth for saying that his son is only fucking 25 year olds and hanging out with too many young folks. Now, how am I feeling about this? I feel like, hey, look, everyone is entitled to their opinion. And Drake's dad is supposed to defend him. He is essentially supposed to stand for you for him. Like, who if your parents don't stand for you, who's gonna stand for you? Right. So, but Joe's also going to um have his opinion and he's going to also share it. I just hope the um pissing contest between these men uh ends here, right? But yeah. Okay, so I thought this was pretty cute. Um, and I wanted to know if you guys agreed with this that Callie um said. So it basically says Callie is educating y'all on fuck girl season. Let's listen to what she had to say. Don't got no time to see. Cause like that's disrespectful. Like you look at me and want to tell me no. Don't overreact. Keep that shit pee. He he he. You find out he dating other girls. Oh well. That man tell you no. Guess what? There's another man that will say yes. There's another man with common sense. The, the man that said no don't got no common sense. Cause like that's disrespectful. Like you look at me and want to tell me no. <laughs> so she's basically saying like, look, if you find out that he's dating other girls, just move on. All that crying shit that we used to do back in the days, we're not doing that anymore. Move on. And if he tells you no, then, you know, find you somebody who could tell you yes. Now, I do agree with her partially. I do agree with her sentiments on if you find out that he's dating somebody else and you're looking for a monogamous relationship. I do ideally believe that you should um be moving on and being like hey i don't got time to sit up here and um grope about something that isn't going to work out since you're dating other people right and i'm looking for monogamy the portion of what she said that i actually did not agree with was when she said that um, you know, like dudes shouldn't like basically she said that like a dude shouldn't tell her no. I feel like, hey, um, date who 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 you want to date or whatever, but I feel like this false sense of um I don't want to say entitlement, but a little bit in a way entitlement that we are projecting onto the world is bad because men should be allowed to say no. I feel like women in today's society, we we want a lot. We 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 want a lot, ladies. And I feel like it's like let's say a girl goes to a guy and he and she's like, Oh, I need a thousand dollars because I need my hair done. Um, I need 500 for my wig. I need 200 to install it, 200 for my nails, and 100 for food and transportation, right? Um, and the guy says, no. Is he wrong for saying no? He doesn't have it. You know what I mean? And I just feel like we put such big, heavy burden on men in today's society to have certain things financially that they don't have. Now, am I saying settle and settle and settle and settle? I'm not. But I'm saying one no does not 
make a difference. Like if you're with a guy and the guy tells you no four times out the year, but the other 10 or 13 times he's telling you, yes, that's not a recipe to walk away from your relationship, right? But anyway, let's move on. Miss Callie has shared her thoughts. And y'all, Miss Callie is always serving looks, okay? I love me some Callie. I love the dress. I love everything. I, lo I love her whole um, get up. But this is this is um, a situation where um, Lyrica Anderson faces backlashes for defendant Marquise Houston for marrying his wife when she was 19 despite being in his 40s. He waited until she was grown. Now, we all know that Marquise Houston has been receiving backlash for some months now for marrying this young lady. Now, um, this is what Lyrica Anderson had to say in his defense, right? So, she says the headline was unnecessary. Shaking my head. He waited until she was grown before anything. And now they're both grown and married with a family. At least he married her and treats her great. As a person who knows them personally, it's true. He's a great husband and they're happy. Move on from the negativity. So what... Um, headline is she talking about there was this article where it says 42 year old Marquise Houston says he's his biggest flex is being a man of God and a great husband says 22 year old wife that he married when he was when she was 19 now I feel like as it relates to this whole Marquise Marquise Houston story um, there are some people who are trying to make it out to be predatory, what he did. And there are some people like in Lyrica Anderson's situation that sees it as innocent, right? Now, those are, either, you, you're going to either fall on one side of this coin when you see relationships that have an age gap right and these age gap relationships especially when it's the bigger gap we're like hey this guy is either crazy or wow these two really found love in a hopeless place right um and i feel like in society we can't just put one situation and say that, hey, that fits all. I feel like you would have to know the couple up close and personal. And once you know the, co the couple up, person, pers up close and personal, you'll be able to tell if someone was groomed or if someone genuinely fell in love and was like, oh, damn, you're too young and continued the relationship, right? Um, but I do feel like it's a little bit too late in the game, being that she's 22 and happily married, to be commenting on anything, right? Like, if someone ain't going to say, hey, um, I'm hurt, I'm hurt by something or whatever, why am I going to project onto their um, situation, right? That's how I feel about that.
Now, K. Kova did this entire tweet or post saying that Iggy Azalea is better than most female rappers of today. Now, my thing is, why is Iggy Azalea even being compared to female rappers based on the music that she did? I'm so fancy. Like, I just feel like it wasn't rapping music. So I don't feel like she needs to be compared to the black women in the rap industry because she's not a rapper. Um, but let's 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 listen to what Kay has to say. He says, I don't get Iggy hate. She is better on she's she is better or on par with a lot of popular female rappers she has a strong artistic vision most rappers male or female lack she has shown she has the skill of putting together a song without being repetitive at at that another thing wait putting a song together without being repetitive at that Another thing a lot of rappers surprisingly aren't all that gifted at. I don't think there is even a stereotypical sound to expect from Iggy's from an Iggy song since she she's gone a few different directions, right? He says dick riding over. Now I feel like um it to answer his question, there isn't any dick riding, okay? Um the icky hate stems from the rumors that surfaced a couple of years ago that I think came from, one second, I had to burp. I think allegedly it came from T.I.'s camp, but I don't know for a fact. So I don't want to um, just say it is factual, but if I can remember correctly, if my memory serves me correctly, T.I., was he sitting on on a breakfast club and said this, or it came from somebody in his camp? It's it's, it's something of that sort, where T.I. expressed his sentiments about Iggy, feeling as though, hey, when Iggy popped, it was Black people like me who helped her to be who she is um, as an artist, as a success. And when she found out that her kind, white folks, liked her, she kind of turned her back on the Black folks that kind of laid the foundation for her to have a successful career. I don't think anyone um, has said that Iggy Azalea is not a successful person. I feel like as a as the black community and some a member of the black community i feel like we have this tendency um no matter where you come from like yes we are forgiven and all of that but just as a community as a whole i feel like i was thinking about it the other day as i was actually looking at this and it's like once you get invited to the cookout don't get kicked out like we've invited you to the cookout like you're chill like after all that we've been through like you're a good one we like you you're a gem we're going to assist you they don't like you either we're going to assist you right and then for you to just turn around and be like nah or room for it to be rumored that you don't really essentially want to mess with um black folks because your folks are now 
fucking with you. Um, I think the black community took hella offense to it, which is why we haven't supported her ever since. And again, it's not hate. It was, and it's just to show you how something can so small can ruin your career, ruin your moment, which is why it's always um, great to pay attention to the way how it is you are showing up in your personal relationships and interactions and um, be keen in on how people are perceiving you and what it is that you are doing. Now, Kay, to compare her to other rappers is a bit of stretch of a stretch. I do feel like she is great. I do feel like she's legendary. Um, I just wish whatever happened with her and T.I. for him to say what he said. I just wish that didn't happen so that her career could be even more successful than what it was. Now, we have Miss Lyra. Now, this is Lyra looking hot as hell. And what she said is, this is literally me at 16 on a tea night at the club in Houston. Never gave BBL or back shots. And that's no shade to anyone. I literally look the same. Now, if you're listening to this on the podcast, of course, you cannot see the imagery. But basically, Lyra is looking banging in this photo looking real natural and she's saying hey look I I does this natural thing on a daily basis and I just feel like it's it's refreshing to see um a beautiful woman and I love Lyra shout out to her so I kind of wanted to just um share that with you guys now here is something else that I came across that I wanted to get you y'all's opinion on. So even if you listen to this on the podcast, hop over to the YouTube channel and share your opinion in the comment section. So we'll be able to kind of know how you're feeling about this. But we have this young lady named Deja. And what she had to say was, y'all really be weird talking about y'all friends shouldn't follow y'all boyfriends. I have my best friend's baby daddy's number. My best friend and I know our loyalty for each other. And I feel like it is that, if it's that serious, y'all need new friends. So what Deja is essentially talking about is she's talking about those friendships where, you know, certain women will set boundaries like, hey, look, don't be talking to my guy on social media. Don't have his number. Don't, don't do all that extra stuff, right? She feels as though, hey, if you can't even trust your friend with your man, then you shouldn't even have a friend. Um, I disagree wholeheartedly with um, Deja. I feel like Deja needs, like, I feel like she needs to understand that, hey, um, we're all human beings and we're all capable of foolishness. That's one Two, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, the page on TikTok that does the loyalty test. And it's a couple of these pages. I think one in UK, um, one in New York or two in New York or um, two in America. I don't remember. It, it, it's a couple of them. But where these young men go out in the streets and they walk up to random friends, to random friends, sometimes their cousins, their sisters, their co-workers, their um, best friends, and they do a loyalty test. So what they'll do is 
they'll have one friend call the other friend's boyfriend to test his loyalty and see if they would hook up. And 90% of the time, there are those situations, those unicorn situations in the 10% of the time where they don't bite the bait. But 90% of the time, these men are biting the bait. And I shouldn't even say men because sometimes women fall as well. I'm the type of person who believe in boundaries and I do feel as though um, we need them. They are a recipe for a successful relationship. If you feel as though, hey, I want my man to be um, on my left and my friend on my right, I don't think that there is anything wrong with it. And I feel like if your friend has an issue with you establishing those boundaries, I feel like she might need to be looked at just for the simple fact that, hey, it happens, right? It it happens. It happens. We love to say, oh, that couldn't be me. I would never do that. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. So, Remember earlier we mentioned um, 50 Cent calling out Diddy for allegedly killing Tupac. Here is a resurfaced clip of a um, of a viral. Uh, this is a resurfaced clip that goes viral of Keith D alleging that Diddy offered him one million to kill Tupac. All right, so listen to what listen to what he had to say. Uh, um, you said you walked downstairs. Did he say come meet me downstairs? Yeah, he said come on downstairs and talk to me. Oh. He tells you seriously, man. I need to get rid of these guys. I mean, he's looking at you in the eyes and yeah. he's like scared. Yeah. So, in your opinion, the specific reason he asked you to come downstairs and talk to him was about that thing, not about liquor or anything. Yeah. It was about that. Well, okay. You tell him we'll do it for a million, and he's like, okay. I'll do it for a million. Yeah. Agrees. Shake yeah. on or something like that. Yeah. Next, we ask Keefe D the million dollar question. On all all four of those occasions, there's San Diego, Anaheim, Irvine, and Vegas. Which ones do you actually talk to Puffy at? Every one. Every one of them. Which of those four is it when you talk to him about murdering Tupac? It was really about both of them. Either one. It was uh, Tupac. Uh, Tupac and Shazini. Yeah. He said he'd give us anything for them dudes. You know, we, we, we wanted to build it. Yeah. Um, he said you walked downstairs. Did he say, come meet me downstairs? Yeah, he said, come on downstairs and talk to me. Oh. He tells you seriously, man, I need to get rid of these guys. I mean, he's looking at you in the eyes. And yeah. He's like scared. Yeah. So in your opinion, the specific reason he asked you to come downstairs and talk to him was about that thing, not about liquor or anything. Yeah. It was about that. Well, okay. Yeah. You tell him we'll do it for a million, and he's like, "Okay, I'll do it for a million." Yeah. He agrees, shake yeah. on or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Next, we ask. He- All right, so this man KVD basically says he agrees and says, "Yeah, um, we agreed that he would pay me one million dollars to kill um Tupac." Now, I shared my opinion on this earlier. And I just kind of wanted to play the clip for you guys so that you guys can hear that we're not just saying that Diddy um, 
killed Tupac without any evidence. Someone who says that, who alleged that, hey, who says that, hey, I killed Tupac because I was paid to do it is saying that. So that's where the rumors are coming from. And the thing is, I don't see Diddy um, handing out any um, lawsuits, you know, for defamation of character. Um so I like we 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 don't know. I just feel like this needs to be investigated and we we need answers. We we need some strong answers, right? But anyway, let's move on. All right. So uh, this was another um Joe Budden um Drake situation. So let me just play it for you guys. Let me just um re read what Drake said. He says, I thank God for this life and not to come to rush conclusions on Best Buy podcast mics. So of course he is shading Joe Budden and let's listen to why he shaded Joe Budden. The children. And that's my, yo, dog, I had to look up how old this was when I finished listening to the album. Uh-huh. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that too. You are <laughs> 37 years old. Get the f- away from some of these younger niggas and stop f***ing these 25-year-olds. I'm listening to the album. Yo, you're a 37-year-old billionaire. I get it that you appeal to the world. Loving about Cole, young. like my shit is happening in reverse. Like with Cole, he used to rap about kid shit. I'm a grown ass, like real Jersey City. I want to hear how you lost your fucking virginity. And then he started to grow up. <laughs> and then the rapping sounded the like an up. adult rapping. Mm-hmm. I want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people. No. This, this is like Yachty rapping. This is like he rapping for the children. And that's my, yo, dog, I had to look up how old this was when I finished listening to the album. Mm-hmm. You are, yeah, I just think I, I, I miss the Drake that was rapping but for dog. the rappers. I miss the Drake that when he dropped, the rappers hit him. Not these little fucking kids. I don't give a fuck about you and Kai Sinat. That's going to sound like hate. It is. It's not hate. It's not hate. It is. Go find some niggas your fucking age. Hang out with them. Get some of that sauce. That's the not old, what keeps you. The, no, the that's not what keeps you popping. All the older niggas Fuck buying music. Kids. That's not what keeps you popping. And if that's exactly. the game he playing, the old, I gotta play this game. All the older niggas streaming music dog. and buying it, Joe. No, dog. All, no, all, all, that, all, that, old school all that shit. All, day. Y'all, all that shit y'all saying for me applies to the field. I have long before called this nigga the golden child. Different set of rules apply. Correct. He's him. He is not one of them that y'all telling me about. I don't hold him there. Dog, this but album like, is going to be the most streamed album in Spotify history. Who, why? When you that, even if it ain't good. When you that, yeah, I just. <laughs> All right. So that's basically what Joe Budden said that sparked this whole thing. And I wanted to play that for you guys so you guys can kind of have. Um, both sides of the situation and not just um one side now i like i mentioned before i do feel as though 
um, Drake should have handled the constructive criticism a little bit different. I also do need Joe to understand that his opinion essentially doesn't matter. If Drake's fans love his album, Joe Budden not liking it doesn't doesn't really it doesn't really do nothing. It doesn't really do nothing, right? So I just feel like both men um, need to understand where their power lies and to stay there, right? Drake power lies in putting out great music and um, being a, a PR genius, genius, right? You never really see Drake in certain things and stuff like that. So I feel like Drake needs to understand that, hey, I am who I am. I came out with my album. My fans love it. Some fans don't love it. I'll take the constructive criticism and I'll move on instead of throwing a temper tantrum because one person doesn't like it, right? And I feel like Joe understands that his power lies in the fact that he's able to give commentary and influence um, the media. And I feel like he needs to just understand that, hey, that's where my power lies. And if I want to just speak my truth, I'm going to speak my truth. But I can also deliver it in a different manner, right? So both men need to just understand who they are, understand where their power lies, and reserve that for that. And yeah. (laughs) But I really just wanted to show you guys the actual thing that Joe had. said now i don't know if you guys remember ti and tiny's family hustle where they had the family the kids and everything and it looked like they all lived in one big home okay so if you remember i don't know if this would have come to a surprise to you but it sure as hell shocked the shit out of me when i saw in the neighborhood talk that the son king harris says he lived with his grandmother growing up despite the life they showed on it ti and tiny the family hustle after he said right after we were done when those cameras got um go off i'm right back at my grandmother's house go to the house on like a weekend they'll say hey we shooting today we need y'all at the house they'll come get me from my grandma's house and right after we done, when the cameras go off, I'm right back to my grandma's house. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, guy, what do you feel like they got on you that they shouldn't have on you? Because I feel like with them probably seeing you grow up, they just got like, you can't be you. Go. Yeah, man, it's a lot about that TV show, man, that got people confused. Because um, I live with my grandma. You know, we'll go to the house on like a weekend. They'll say, hey, we shooting today. We need y'all at the house. They'll come get me from my grandma's house. And right after we done, when the cameras go off, I'm right back to my grandma's house. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See, so my thing with this is the, um, I, I love, love, love T.I. Love his music, love his the movie um that he was in with Miss Nunu Lauren London it that movie is a stable ATL right um i love his role that he played in that Denzel Washington movie why is it escaping me american gangster american gangster so ti is someone that is 
exceptional at what he does in this industry. However, for the past couple of years, as he has gotten older, um, some things start started to come out about him, his wife, his family, and things like that. And these things aren't positive. Now, everyone tries to uphold a positive reputation, but sometimes when those walls come crumbling down, they do come crumbling down and they expose what is essentially behind it. Now, um, I feel like this is just another example of how Hollywood, Hollywoods, um, this is an example of how, you know, people in Hollywood can be very pretentious and call it a reality TV. So a lot of times we try to attain what these reality TV stars have, what they're doing, and we love the aesthetics and stuff like that when in reality, it is just a TV. And I just feel like that's what we should take away from this situation. I won't criticize T.I. and Tiny too badly because, you know, I don't hear King Harris saying that um, the way he was raised by his grandmother was um, bad. You know, he's just saying it wasn't them. So they were just being pretentious. And I just feel like that's, don't be pretentious because the truth will always prevail and reveal itself later on in life, right? And you don't want to be on that side. Okay, so um, I came across this on its on site. I haven't watched it yet. I saw the title. So we're going to listen to this together. It says, Kendra G says, criticizing a man for the size of his manhood is body shaming. I feel bad for men with small penises. So let's listen to what she has to say. Nobody's like this. I don't have well, that. Well, I was going to say, but isn't that old saying it's the motion in the ocean or something it's like the that? The ocean. It's the motion in the ocean. Sometimes it's not small, it ain't all, the ocean. All damn. Just a wave. Sometimes it's a wave. He was born with just a wave. Is it body shaming hmm. if we judge a man because he has a small penis? Is that considered body shaming? I'm gonna go first while y'all thinking. It is, it's body shaming. And I feel I feel bad for small penis men. Let me tell you why. Cause they might be, they might have some good character. Now the small penis men, they can wanna sleep with you right away. Cause they don't want you to know they have small penises. So they want you to take the time cause they want you to fall in love with their character. Cause they know once you have sex with them, only the character will keep you. Cause a small penis you gonna probably I ain't leave. never met nobody you like this. I don't have well, that. Well, I was gonna say, but isn't that old saying it's the motion in the ocean or something it's like that? All right. So again, if you're watching this on YouTube, I want to know what you guys think. Is it body shaming to um shame a man for having a small Shish kebab. Um, is it body shaming? Um, you know what? If I'm being completely honest, I don't really take part in this body shaming 
conversation. Oh, you know, they're shaming me because I'm fat. They're shaming me because I'm too skinny. They're shaming because of this. I don't really take part um, in that conversation too much. I just believe that everyone in life have their own personal preferences. Some people preference the um, BBWs, like people who are really, really big. Um, and some people prefer women who are really, really skin, so skinny, so said skin. Some people prefer women who are really, really skinny. Um, some men prefer women with the BBLs. Some men prefer women with natural bodies. Um, I feel like some women prefer men with, uh, um, something that is extremely big in their pants while, um, there are some other women who they don't need that. They don't need it. They, they don't need all of that. They can work with what you have. And again, it's just for you to find it. So I wouldn't really call it body shaming. Um, it's not nice to be mean, you know? But I wouldn't call it body shaming. I would just say it is your personal preference because you have to remember um, where it's going. It's going. It, this thing is going inside of you. It's it's yours. Like this is your experience. Like you are experiencing this ride. So you have to decide whether you like it or not, you know, and what you like and whatever. But anyway. I'm going to um, get off that topic. <laughs> um, I came across this one as well that was written by Icy. And Icy posed the question, would you date you? I swear that had me wondering, um, would I date myself? But <laughs> Nora the Virgo says, I'd be outside my house with a boombox in the rain I'm like girl I need your kind of confidence like what but let's pose this question and let it float in your mind whether you answered in the comments or not like would you really date yourself like the way you carry yourself the way you dress the 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 job that you do whether you have a car or not you have your own home or not you're you've gone to college or not like um, your religion, what, whatever, whatever it is, assess yourself from head to toe, personality, everything. Would you date you? Why or why not? Okay. So we talked about this earlier. I just wanted to kind of play it for you guys. What Jada Pickett Smith actually said. Separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right. but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now, <laughs> yes. y'all have been apart. Yeah. But in public, the couple who married in 1997 denied the gossip about their marriage. This interview on Bravo's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen was taped a year after Will and Jada separated. So uh, how long have you guys been together? Uh, 23 years. Wow. wow. That's amazing. How do you keep it hot? 
Um, how do I keep it hot? Uh, you know, uh, maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm baffled, really. Yeah, right. Over the next several years, Jada and Will kept up the appearance of a committed married couple. They even faced a scandal when Jada had what she called an entanglement with a family friend. Neither let the public know they had already split. So I guess my question is, I feel like you're a straight talker. I am. Except you're not sometimes. Yeah. So why do that? Like, what was the reason? I think just not being ready yet. Mm. Still trying to figure out between the two of us. Yeah how to be in partnership, right? And in regards to how do we present that to people? 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right. but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now, <laughs> yes. Y'all have been. So basically, this is the clip of her saying that they have been separated now. Yes, I have um, already given my opinion on this. I just feel like at the end of the day, life is life. And I do feel as though Will and Jada um, were people who like, Come to think of it, we're raised in a society where they had to uphold an image for themselves. So it's like even if you back in the day, even if you if you were just married, but um not really together on the outside, you made it seem as if you were married, but on the inside, you knew you guys weren't together. And I feel like they took that approach as it relates to their relationship, which is a very human approach to take. I just feel as though um, this is an example of how faking something can end really, really bad. And you know who else this happened to? Not to really bring him up, but to also bring him up. For those of you who know him, you know him. And for those of you who don't, then it's fine. But his name is Derek Jackson. And he was somebody who was really, really successful at this love coaching stuff. Just to find out that everything that he was saying was total total opposite to what he was living because he was actually cheating on his wife. So I think that's what is making the fans so upset about Jada and Will Smith's relationship. Not just the fact that Jada keeps talking about it, but it's the fact that the more you reveal, the more you show me that you've just been deceiving me all this time, which is a complete turnoff because no one likes to be deceived. I feel like people we can accept that hey the marriage didn't work out then you sit here and pretend as if the marriage um did indeed work out but you know what I just feel like Jada needs to accept um the cards that she has been dealt and move on and never discuss this again but as we all know that is impossible for Jada all right so real quick Ari sat down with young Miami 
for her podcast. Carisha, please. I mean, girl, you won an award. Let's, the least you could do is give us a show. So she sat down with Ari Fletcher. And these two are always flirting and, you know, kiki and stuff. So I, I would say they have a nice um, flow to their connection, which is a good thing. But Young Miami brought up Moneybags, Yo, Baby Mama, Ma, um, Juicy. And let's just, let me just play for you guys how, what Juicy had to say and how Young Miami brought her up. <laughs> Carisha, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> You're going down. You're going down. <laughs> Y'all, by the end of this, I'm going to be picking my teeth up off the floor. Are no, you not? I got to pimp none of that shit. Y'all lame as fuck, fuck Nick. Lame ass shit. Fuck and from the looks of it, I thought she was a little old prostitute. Like her nigga gay. He like something like that. Fuck, like I really didn't even want to say. Uh, my service probably real bad. Hold on. Fuck, I have a tardy. Y'all hoes believe everything. I, like, I get, I want to get on this bitch and do some content. I really, I want to get on this bitch and really make up a whole lot. Cause y'all gonna believe it. Bitch, I, like, I shut my mouth up on a lot of shit. I don't say a lot of shit. Cause I feel like I don't got to. But you bitches are dumb. I swear to God. Dumb as fuck. I'll never be just done. Like, me, like, when I see shit on social media and I know shit, does, does it, like, I know what's going on in real life with certain shit. Like, when I see shit on social media and I know shit, does, does it, like, I know what's going on in real life with certain shit. Or I'll be like, motherfuckers really cap. Like, the industry shit is cap. Bro, shit's so cap. <laughs> this shit's crazy, bro. Whew. But whatever the situation is, but me juicy or juicy, she ain't like she going with him. Then she don't. She made a song, baby daddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is Mario still sliding that way, or is no? Girl, when they said one time, but he was a pimp and he was pimping her. Is he? That's what the people said. <laughs> they say he was Pippa. He was a pill. Carisha. They said what? Girl, I don't know about that. That um, Mario was Pippa the girl. She had to bring the money. I don't know. <laughs> they said take another shot. Bartender. <laughs> Carisha, I don't know about that. I don't know. So um, as you can see, basically, um, Young Miami is asking Ari about Moneybag Yo's ex-girlfriend or baby mama, um, Juicy, and her past. And is saying, hey, was she a prostitute for um, Moneybag Yo? And... Um, I feel like this was definitely a messy clip, but young that is what Young Miami's podcast is. So 
even though it is a messy clip, I do feel as though um, this is what is to be expected from Young Miami. I do feel as though, let me just say this disclaimer, guys, I did not um, actually watch the podcast episode, but I do feel as though Ari Fletcher has been someone who hasn't been in the media as much as she was before and she's not as popular as she was before so I feel like um she should be doing something that can catapult her career and what she needs to be doing for herself so she is as successful and as well known as she was as before and not be doing mess but I get it mess can also do that but I feel like mess does that on a um temporal basis so I just feel like even though we want to stay relevant as celebrities and stuff like that I do feel like we have to be mindful about the things that we entertain um this was like I said definitely a messy moment but I had to think, I had to think to myself and be real. And it was just like, hey, wouldn't you ask the same questions? And um, the conclusion that I drew was I probably wouldn't post a question to Ari. I would have posted the question to Moneybag Yo. And I would have been like, hey, were you like a pimp? You know? Um, but anyway, let's move on. 42 Doug has been released from the slammer. Congratulations to him. Um He's been in prison for about a year now, and he's out, right? Yo Gotti was trying to throw some money um, when he first got arrested to get him out, but he had to sit down for a little bit. I just have to say thank, thank God that 42 Doug is out and this situation is over and done with because we see a lot of rappers going into jail, but not many coming out so it's good to see him come out and um here's the picture of him and yogati what i wanted to say is why the hell is it one two three four five cars here like <laughs> it must be fun being a freaking celebrity now cardi b the topic of the night um cardi b According to Neighborhood Talk, Cardi B says, um, responds to a critic for calling her lazy. I just want to put a bullet in my head. That's what Cardi B said. Now, um, what was the thing that the fan said? Kay basically said, Cardi, the only Mexican I know that don't work hard. And then Cardi responds, hope your mom dies. So, um, someone else responds and says, keep wishing death on people and watch how it come back on you. Cardi B says, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Y'all can call me a Mexican. Bring me down. Hurt my feelings. Talk shit about me. Everything. This why I don't release music. Then with a post and delete, she says, I just want to put a bullet in my head. Now I feel as though, um, Cardi, I feel like Cardi has been in the industry way too long to still be suffering 
from the things that she is still suffering from mentally and emotionally. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Hollywood is crazy. You're going to see some crazy stuff. You're going to see some crazy people. You're going to deal with some crazy shit. Um, but I also feel as though in life as human beings, we're here to learn. We're here to improve. We're here to better ourselves and our circumstances. And I feel like when you find yourself in an issue, your goal is to fix that issue. Now, when you find yourself experiencing suicidal thoughts years ago, I feel like she should be working on these things. And I feel like Cardi B is always talking about experiencing some negative shit, emotions, thoughts, feelings as it relates to her fan and her fans and her fandom. So I just feel like Cardi B needs help. And I feel like Cardi B should be seeking help and whatever help that she is seeking, it should be consistent help. You shouldn't be happy today. And then three months from now, you're talking about harming yourself. That is not healthy. You have way too much money to be on the internet doing this right? And you don't want people to come and turn around and say, hey, it's just for clicks and views and for clout. Because remember, you were the one Cardi that says they do anything for clout, right? So let me just move on to this clip here where Cardi B responds. We burst. And like, when I, and when I burst, I'm very outspoken. Like, I will really fucking, I will literally... If I could, I, when I have one of my bad moments, I just, I, I will literally get here and curse out everybody and fucking be like, I want you to die. Bitch, I want to die. I don't give a fuck because that's just how I just be feeling at the moment. So I was just very overwhelmed yesterday. I was very sad. Um, and um, I don't know, like, I just felt like I was just having such a good week. I just felt like I was just having such a good week. And then I felt like when I got home and I just started seeing so much, I started paying t attention to so much shit that people were saying about me and all the funny shit about me. I just started like getting upset about it. And I was just like, oh, I just wanted to burst. Like, I just, I just had one of those moments yesterday. And they're like, you know, like when you just have one of those moments that it's just like, bitch, I don't even want to be here. Like mentally, like, I just don't even want to be here. But like, you know what? I just, I just feel like I needed like one of those. I feel like I needed one of those days where I let it out, where I just want to vibe. We burst, and when I, I just want to say a lot of shit. Um, even today, I, I feel a little bit down. I was a little overwhelmed. I was crying so much this morning, but I feel a little bit better. Me and my sister, we went out, we went and chill, went to the Bronx, went to a little lounge, we drank a little bit, we took some fucking pictures, and um, uh, tomorrow I'm just gonna like take the day off because on Friday I have to go out of town for a very long time. And um, and I'm going to chill with my friends, too. I want to chill with my friends because my friends always cheer me up. That's the good thing about me, that I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of family. They would cheer me up when I just want to say a lot of shit. Um, All right. So let me just talk about what Cardi just said. Cardi basically said, "Hey, I was having a moment, and these 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 feelings um came up for me, and they came up. I exploded, and that's what um happened, right? <laughs> Fine, understood. Things happen. I and oh, the issue for me, right, is 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 I was reading the comments as um as I was listening to the." 
clip and why Mojo says, girl, bye, get a diary. Cam Dam 12 says sympathy and payola. Juicy Savings says, imagine Nikki telling someone she wished death on them on social media. The outrage would be insane. I could hear Armand now. Now, for me, Cardi is allowed to feel how Cardi wants to feel, right? It is a double standard between Nikki and Cardi where Nikki can't really say certain things and expose and like kind of express herself the way how she how, the way how Cardi expose, um, expresses herself, right? And without being called a bully or without being called certain things. So I just feel like, you know what? Um, if we're going to punish one, we should punish all. So if we punish Nikki for saying something, we should be um, punishing Cardi for saying this well. So Cardi shouldn't be talking about someone wishing death on someone. I don't think she should be responding to, I don't think she should be responding to negative comments or anything at all like I feel like do the way do it the way how Beyonce does it ignore it it doesn't exist you need to Cardi B find three a uh, way to filter out the negativity I feel like you take in a lot a, ne a lot of negativity from social media I feel like you seek out the negativity to see what people are saying about you because of your insecurities and I feel like you need to work on that so that you're not um purposely hurting yourself right um four when you don't fix the mental and emotional issues you have going on in your life and you do come on the internet and constantly do these outbursts cardi b is then um allow people to tie you to the sympathy and payola um tagline that you have been tied to for years because people are like yeah not again it's like i Something it was, I saw this on Instagram, Facebook, one of them, where it's like if someone tells you about their problem once, they're looking for help. But if they come to you about the same problem 20 times, they're looking for attention. I feel like Cardi B has come to the internet about her fans and about how um, the negative critique that she has been receiving from people too many times and I feel like it sinks into who she is and has become her brand so to avoid that I would say Cardi you know fix it up a little bit right fix it up a little bit now the last thing I kind of wanted to show you guys was um this thing that I came across with this young lady and sis <laughs> It says, don't ever in life text me about yo nigga. So basically, um, someone texted, it's a screenshot of some, a 2225 number where someone texts someone, um, who you, um, in Jordan phone, right? So someone texts a girl and asks the girl, who is she in Jordan's phone? The girl send some sexy ass flicks of herself 
dropped her Instagram and said, follow me. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like balls of steel girl. Um, I tend to go with the route of ignoring when someone reaches out to me. If someone decides to reach out to me about their boyfriend, but this is also a way to go send them some Beyonce looking photos and tell them to follow you on Instagram and urge up them a little bit more. I mean, that's always good as well. But anyway, we have come to the end of our road for today. This was an amazing show. We are doing things a little bit differently over here at Chat with KST. Typically, I do um, short-term, um, short-form content. And then here and there, I'll do some long form content in regards to how I am feeling about the celebrities and what they're going through in the industry. But what I've decided to do is kind of shift gears and go into the podcasting um, a show a full show. So what we'll do is I'll try to do it on a daily basis where we get on here and we we do a show where it is long form and we talk about the celebrities. Um, you get to see me, you get to visualize. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you also get the opportunity to see the screens and get the visuals for what is happening in the videos and stuff like that. So you kind of have a choice if you want to listen or if you want to see the visuals. If you want to see the visuals, of course, go to YouTube. But if you just want to listen, then you can check out Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we'll see how, how this way kind of works. And I would love to hear your opinion about it um, if you want to share that with me. Um, just share your thoughts and comments down below about this new form where we host a show, a daily show. Um, yeah. So anyway, that is all we have. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And I'll hopefully see you guys tomorrow. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I love you. And if you would like to know what I look like, you can just type chat with KST into YouTube and there I will be. And I am officially going to tell you guys later because I've been saying later for the longest. <laughs>